G'day and welcome to another episode of Hot Sauce. Uh, this week we are very excited to have Vincent Chi join us. Welcome, mate. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. Happy to share any sort of knowledge I found uh, in this area. Legend, mate. So um, for those that uh, haven't met or seen Vincent before, Vincent is the APJ Talent Sourcing Manager um, and Executive Search at Adobe. He spent many years working um, at Woolies. Uh, and, and when I was having a look, it looks like that was an interesting journey in itself. It looks like, was there some customer service like Woolworths, Woolworths type roles, and then some people and culture bits and some talent yeah. acquisition bits? And, and for seven or eight years, it was a big stint. It's a mix of everything, really. So started off uh, in our Big W Brisbane City store uh, checking bags. And you know, when people walk in, greet people, check the bags, making sure no one's stealing anything. <laughs> Absolute shocker at that job. So I'm glad <laughs> I'm not in that role anymore. Uh, in between, had the opportunity to attended a few internships, uh, progress internally within the Woolworths group. I think there were seven roles in total across both generalists as a HRBP, but also um, focusing on a lot around recruitment and talent acquisition overall. Yeah, mate, quite the journey. And then you've landed at Adobe, arguably one of the sexier brands to recruit for. I'd imagine people, your, your response rates are at 120% with a brand like that. <laughs> yeah, how is it working for a company like that, helping them build their um, presence in APJ? Yeah, it's been amazing. I think, as we all know, um, the past year and, and where the current climate is at now, a lot of changes has happened in terms of tech, recruitment overall. So it has been a really exciting time, but also just helping Adobe unlock any sort of potential in terms of brand and sourcing has been phenomenal. Um, it's been a really fun journey. Awesome, mate. And, and is that kind of broadly across the business or is it just a go to market within the region? Is there product and yeah, what does yeah. that account look like? It, it's a mix, right? So um, I got a team based in Australia and also a team based in Japan, focusing on a variety of countries um, that's usually their neighborhood. Uh, in that area, and we focus on all things sales, tech, um, and executive as well. So I guess one of our uh, bigger purpose as a sourcing function is to continue to bring people into the business where uh, differentiating ourselves from talent, looking into people who we don't usually find in the industry, or people using data to help recruit for people who come from a bit of a diverse background. Um, whether or not that's in terms of their gender, ethnicity, or, or just the company they're working for. Awesome, mate. And, and, and when we started talking and, and thinking about organizing this conversation, um, trying to come up with some ideas, interesting angles of what we could discuss, you have come to the table with something super intriguing. Um, you've sent over some, uh, some screenshots that we're about to walk through and I've got so many questions. I'm really excited for you to walk me through what the hell this is. Talk me through it. What's going on here? How this all started was that I've attended a sourcing event um, around this time last year. Now, I guess in every event, there's stats thrown at you, the different data points. And one of the most intriguing data point I found was that a presenter shared uh, on average, 
any sort of engineer professional was receiving up to or an average around 37 in-mails a month. Now, two questions came straight to mind. One, um, I'm a bit pesty, so I'm like, where, where, where did the startup come from? I need to test it out myself to know. You're one of those annoying people in the crowd asking questions yeah. about random stats that the speaker just made up. Where's your quote of your source? Um, that's me. <laughs> um, if you hear me next time, call me out. I'm trying to change that from, from my end. Uh, but the second question is, wow, if someone's receiving 37 emails uh, on a monthly basis, how do we position ourselves to be that one email that actually stand out in a crowd and to actually get the click through from the other end of the person receiving that uh, message? So what I decided to do, um, I decided to do a little experiment myself to test it out. <laughs> Um, as you can see in the photo here, um, I created a LinkedIn profile for my dad. Now he's retired. He doesn't do any of these work here. So it's a bit of a mix of a catfish account for my dad, but really the purpose of it is to test out what does it look like from a potential candidate and or prospects perspective when heaps of people are reaching out to you. And you've made him, you've, you've made him look pretty sexy there looking at some of the key skills yeah. the job titles yeah i literally yeah. followed it you know every stack you can find on first thing off google and just input it into his linkedin profile i think <laughs> the other thing i did was i didn't put in any job responsibility in there at all i know this is a big no-no for linkedin because it doesn't you know come up as optimizing your searches and when, when, when recruiters try to reach you but that's exactly what i did um the other thing i did was as you can see it's a bit of a very unprofessional photo we took that photo when we had dinner back in taiwan my mom's arm it's uh, it's around my dad uh behind him was a uh poster that's promoting one of the local kimchi products that's 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 on sale so very unprofessional right and and, and guess what mike this did not stop any recruiter from reaching out to my dad. <laughs> um, within the first 24 hours of uh, this profile being created, my dad received six uh, messages from LinkedIn, uh, of which four of them actually came from recruiters. And, and and if we and, and it kind of was consistent through the first couple of weeks um, when when I first established my dad's profile. So if we put that into context, um, that will probably equate to around 120 emails a month. Uh, engineer would have received from any sort of recruiters, but if we add in the LinkedIn messages, that's almost 200 emails someone would receive on a monthly basis, which it's very overwhelming. That is insane. Because I do, when I see the LinkedIn posts of people saying like, oh, my inbox is flooded, I'm getting all this kind of action, I'm always like, whatever. This is such like an attention-grabbing <laughs> post. But it looks, the proof is in the pudding. It's true. Absolutely. And and I don't know about you, I'm, I'm the type of guy that want to clean up my inbox like by certain time frame, like every Friday, uh, end of the week, you, you give yourself a deadline to clean out. And I was absolutely overwhelmed and stressed by this fake account that I created. So I had to shut it down uh, after a couple of weeks time. But 
it was just so interesting that um yes i heard it in the sourcing event that you know uh, so similar professionals were receiving up to 37 on the monthly emails on a monthly basis and here i am receiving quadruple the amount and i hate to think you know on the other end of the table how overwhelming it can be um for 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 the person all these messages overall yeah you, you can imagine if if you were getting that kind of volume in your inbox notifications would be off and there's not a chance you'd be going into your um going in there yeah. and if you did you'd just be confronted with this just a wall and the clutter and the stress and the yeah absolutely um and here, here's a question for you mike maybe take a guess right um how many minutes um on average um, I haven't tested this out myself, but how many minutes on average do you think an average software engineer spends on LinkedIn a month? Oh man, <laughs> I, well, I, I would think very low, maybe very thirty low. minutes. Oh, a month, yeah. a month, maybe a month. maybe a couple of hours. Apparently, it's eighteen minutes um, a month now. I haven't tested this out myself. Ask, I did ask a few software engineer networks around, hey, how long do you spend on LinkedIn a month? So it wasn't that far off from 18 minutes. Um, and what that equates to, it's around 35 seconds a day that, that people will be spending on LinkedIn every month. And that's that's on um, LinkedIn. That's not in their inbox looking at messages either. It, it, exactly, exactly. That's, that's on LinkedIn itself. Um, and now, one question that got me thinking about it is that, hey, if I have 35 seconds a day, what kind of tools will I use to check any sort of LinkedIn messages or any sort of um, communications you get in an inbox? Chances are, just playing out in my head, um, you're probably going home from work on the train, if you're based in Sydney, potentially, you're just scrolling through your phone, going through your inbox, deleting them. So the target audience that we're reaching out to, one, it's absolutely time poor. Two, they're getting overwhelmed with messages. Three, they're using um, their phone as the main tool of checking any sort of correspondences. The question is, how do we tailor our email um, so that we can actually reach this target audience? of ours. Um, and one of the key things is that there's actually this new concept I've learned in, in that sourcing event. It's around your preview text messages. What is the, the preview text? Essentially, if you see the top line here um, in the LinkedIn job ad alerts, yeah. the text that's grayed out, that's not bolded, uh, it, it's our um, preview text uh, messages. Now you can fit 34 letters in that part. And without clicking into the email, that's all people see when they're scrolling through the phone. That's prime real estate. That's yeah. That is absolutely prime real estate. Um, there'll be, I don't know, somewhere in Sydney, that's waterfront overall. <laughs> now you can use it in many different ways. And as you can see, in the messages here, more than half of the message starts with hi Wen, how are you? Or hi Wen, hope you hope you're well. 
or you, you potentially are getting messages such as, hi, XYZ, I'm from XYZ. And by the time the person on the phone finishes reading that, you use up 24, anywhere from 20 to 30 letters to draft your greeting messages. So one of the question in mind is, how do we make the impact upfront, grab people's attention and to gain the click-through rate? Um, from the person on the other end of the phone. So what I was trying to do and demonstrate here is that tailor some of the um, context to the person we're reaching out to very early on upfront. Now this goes without saying, um, you know, we get a lot of people talking about personalization, but how far upfront do we want to personalize the message will be a key unlock for us to get the person on the other end of the phone to actually click through the messages. What I put down here was, hey, subject, love the blog you wrote, and what you can block out here is potentially your company name. Yeah. Now, your opening line, instead of saying, hi, Mike, or hi, XYZ, hope you're having a great day, get straight to the point, um, cut through all the other similar messages this person is receiving and get to the point where he or she can actually see that there is a personal touch around the message that you're sending through. And this probably brings in the other end of the spectrum around personalization. It's how do we actually scale these type of in-mail messages. Um, again, you know, love the blog you wrote can be very specific to people, but if you build up templates based on your searches, such as, hey, love this page you're following, I also follow the same page. Love these companies you worked at, I've been um, engaged with them for quite some time. Um, if you attended the same event, great to see you at the event we attended to, XYZ. So that level of personalization upfront and using your preview text view can really help you unlock, again, just the potential of getting increase in response rate um, from the other end of, of, of the phone. Man, I honestly, and I spent a lot of time thinking about this kind of stuff. I hadn't thought about this in that amount of detail before because you can spend all of those characters in that message trying to build context and, and connection and and the cell and the blah, but if they ha aren't even opening it, like it's a waste of time. So, 100%. yeah, and the mobile observation, like this is all good stuff. I, <laughs> I'm shook. I feel like I've I've missed so many opportunities that I need to go back and revisit <laughs> now. Uh, look, it, it's it's a new learning of mine as well, and it's it just a different perspective to look at uh, some of the ways that candidate potential candidates are reading through the message and how, how, how we actually make a big impact um, in, in getting response rates right so look glad glad it, it was something new for you Mike uh, but yeah that's that's kind of what what I thought I shared today now to pull a, a Vincent on you can you yeah. give me any numbers have you done have you have you executed this strategy enough times to get some idea of what the impact was on your because I guess you don't get open rates, do you, within LinkedIn? So, so 
yeah, have you got any, uh, from an engagement standpoint, um, uh, any idea of how, that, how that's converting or what the uplift is against your previous strategies? Yeah, we're definitely getting a higher response rate. Um, this has worked well, particularly in my profile, because given the nature of exec search, the volume of people I will reach out to naturally, it's a lot lower. Mm-hmm. So I do find um, any sort of very tailored response such as this, it's giving me anywhere from the 10 to 15% increase on the previous response rate. Now we're starting to test this more broadly um, across the region as well. And we're also seeing a great result. Um, probably not enough sample size uh, to, to be doing a bit of a playback yet. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if it lands anywhere from that, again, 10 to 15 at a minimal in terms of increases for response rate. That's an easy 10 as well. In, in terms yeah. of like something that you can implement right now, that's a huge uplift opportunity and, and not a huge amount of work associated with it. I'd imagine that this would also apply to email and like the email previews, both in the pop-up notification on your phone and also uh, in your kind of email view, you'd, you'd get a similar amount of kind of text that you could work with. Uh, absolutely. Um, I haven't tested out myself, but it, it's the same concept, right? It's around... Um, the tools people use nowadays being very time poor. How, how, what is the best way to make the biggest impact around catching people's attention? And on the back end of that, obviously, comes with the um, context within the email or correspondence to, to, to drive the call to action too. Do you know my cheeky um, kind of hack that I'm realizing is maybe smarter than I initially thought? Is I actually I'm a big fan of connect at notes. Um, there's your emails, your, your um, which I think is like broadly I think a multi-channel strategy is the winner. But I really like connect at notes. Uh, there's a bit of a restructuring in how your what the, the framing of the message looks like. It's often built around connection, like human connection, and and, and often these kind of like personalized observations. Um, I try where possible to not um, necessarily sell an opportunity, but speak to, like I love, I love content. I love incorporating content into my outreach strategy, probably is, is the first thing to yep. say. So often, um, Connect Ad Notes, you, you, within the preview of Connect Ad Notes within like um, connection, and LinkedIn promotes connection because you get the network effects and then people are more likely yep. to spend time on platforms. So it's something that I think they promote. Um, and then you get, um, a much, much more text in the preview in the Connect Ad Notes. Um, yep. So I really liked that as a strategy. And then often you're teasing some kind of like alignment around a problem or uh, an industry or a technology and teasing the sharing of content. And then rather than that big mistake people make where they may take a passive initial outreach and then they come back in with a hard sell as soon as that connection is made. <laughs> which is really <laughs> shitty and everyone winches about that and I get it. I, I like to do kind of like the, the human connection piece with a, with a vague tease of content and then I'll come back in with a follow-up like thanks for the connect and, and obviously that yeah. then unlocks their, their messages and unlocks a much vol- a larger volume of messages and sending of, of links and then I'll come back in with a unique piece of content relevant to the individual, so leading with value. And then from there, you can then kind of try and draw it into the conversation you really want to have. But 
it's a little bit of a longer longer play and, and requires more touch points but for those harder to engage with profiles yeah that's the strategy that i like to use and it's cool to see this kind of reinforced with what you're seeing and the learnings that you've got yeah uh, 100% i think there's always that one goal really in terms of emails it, it's to get the other person on on the phone or, or, or connect through a non so in my way because of the overwhelming amount of messages they will be receiving right so to your point um it, it's around really showing interest in any in other person calling out um around some of the work or show that you've actually done some homework before you reach out to them so that you can actually build a very authentic connection um with, with the people you, you're talking to so yeah, that that's definitely music to my ear. But mate, you've really broken my heart. I can't can't think of how much of that tech space I've wasted on. And I'm gonna look at the message that I sent you when we first connected. I'm confident will say something to the effect of, "Hi Vincent, I'd love to connect." There's twenty odd characters of my thirty five, and then it would have been some dribble from there. I I must have caught you at a weak moment. <laughs> <laughs> I love your I love your reach out though. Um, the fact it was very personalized and it just feel authentic. There was no sales pitch. It wasn't an overwhelming amount of text. I wonder if we can even show it in the podcast. Yeah. But like, it was just simple. Um, you know, short, authentic. It's just like you want to have a chat with me. So, look, I I personally really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, open to comments. <laughs> and, and isn't that good? I, one thing I like about this game is like when you are getting approaches from other people and really that's what really Hot Sauce is trying to achieve here. It's, it's just getting ideas and talking about different strategies that are working. And I yeah. love it when I get a good message now. I'm like, bang. And I'll often, even if I'm not interested, yeah. I'll hit, hit them back and I'll be like, hey, that was great. And I probably lean into it too hard. And I think a lot of the time they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, mate. <laughs> like if you don't want the job, like I don't want to talk to you, to be honest. But and I'm like, well, what did you think about this? Blah, blah, blah. Get, get them on the podcast, Mike. That's very sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mate, thank you so much. This was a really weird twist. I kind of <laughs> didn't know where you were taking this. You're kind of admitting publicly that you're catfishing people. I was like, I don't no, know what show you think this it. is. Um, but mate, really, really awesome. Really creative, really powerful, obviously, with the uplifted conversion rates. Um, wow. Yeah, thank you so much. Stoked that I sent you that weird <laughs> outreach message. Thanks for thanks for having me, mate. Uh, great, great chatting with you, um, and also learned learned a lot from your end as well. So appreciate it. Thanks.